Hi, welcome to the New Covenant Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast, a congregation of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, the OPC, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Please stand as we uh, read God's Word, found in the book of Philippians. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses 10 through 13. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses 10 through 13. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You may be seated. Let us go again to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we pray that uh, this short passage might be opened to us. May our minds be open to uh, understand and our hearts to obey your word, that we will grow in grace and that you will receive the honor and glory that is due you alone. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to picture for a moment a boy playing in his sandbox. And as he's playing, he finds a large rock that's getting in his way. And so he starts to move it toward the edge of that sandbox. And it's heavy, and he's able to move it, but it's not an easy task. And so inch by inch, he moves it to the edge. Then when he gets to the edge, he's trying to push it out of the, of the sandbox, but he can't. As he pushes it up, it falls back. And he's getting frustrated. Well, his father's been watching from the window in the house. And his father goes out to the sandbox and to his son. And he picks up the rock and takes it out of the sandbox and puts it aside. Now, I want you to picture that and think about it for a moment. Because, you know, as the boy was trying to accomplish something, he wasn't using all the strength that he had. He wasn't using all the strength that he had. Paul, here in this part of Philippians 4, after he is gone through all of the uh, parts of, of prior to Philippians, as he's coming to the end of his letter, he's thanking them again for their generosity, for their care for him. And so he has commends them for the, the gifts of care to him. He rejoiced in it. In verse 10, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care but you lacked opportunity. It wasn't that they didn't care, it was that they didn't have an opportunity to care for him. And they had again been able to care for him, even as they had actually were the first ones to care for him when he was on his missionary journeys. We'll look at that in a moment. But he also, he, he says, it, you know, even when no one else does. And we see that in nevertheless, verse 14, you have done well that you shared in my distress 
Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. So <clears throat> he is greatly uh, praising God and thanking the, the uh, Philippians for their care for him. But he also wants to teach them something and also wants them to, to understand that, yes, their care was the, in the providence of God, but his strength doesn't come from their care. Their care is important, and we need to see that too. Our care for others is important, but where does his strength come from? So what does he say? <clears throat> he says in verse 11, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. And so he's learned the gift of contentment. That's a gift we all need to learn, especially, I think, in this time right now. It's very easy with all of the trials and struggles that we have, whether they be great or, or really kind of minor at times, that we are, as Christians, to be a content people and to be content individually. But how often we aren't. And he's learned the gift of contentment now, he contrasts uh, something very interesting. He contrasts being in plenty and being in hunger. And he contrasts being in a, with abundance and being in need. So what is he talking about? Well, first off, he talks about being in need. And, and what he's speaking about of being content is that he's learned patience. Patience in need and hunger. He's learned to trust in God. To have faith in God, that God who is the provider, God who is the sustainer, God who in his providence does care for his people. As the scriptures say, uh, we see ab abundance of proof of that, that God does care. That even for that moment where he is in need, and he is maybe even hungry, he knows that God will take care of him one way or another. And so he has in, in his faith he is resting in, in patience, waiting and trusting in God to provide for him. We see this in a couple of places discussed. Turn, back, turn with me to 2 Corinthians. And in 2 Corinthians... Chapter 11. We see in 28 through 30. He says, and I'm going to start a little bit ahead of that. I'm not going to read the whole list of the things that he says because he's, he's giving uh, all that he has suffered and it's a lot. And you can read that. But in <clears throat> Verses 28 through 30, he says, Besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches, who is weak and I am not weak, who is made to stumble and I do not burn with indignation. If I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity. Now notice what he just said. If I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity. His weakness is what is strength. Even in the midst of that need and that trial, the Lord is there. Just as that boy trying to move that rock and he could not take it out of the sandbox, or sandbox, 
So Paul knows that the Lord and it's his strength, not Paul's strength, but his strength. And I dare say that if you read through from 22 on and see all the things that he went through, he suffered a great deal of trial and perils and everything else. So he can speak to us about that. <clears throat> In 2 Corinthians 11, 8, <clears throat> we see what Paul was speaking about to the Philippians, where he says, <clears throat> sorry, that's not the reference I wanted. Hmm. Ah, be nine. And when I was present with you and in need, I was a burden to no one. For what I lacked, the brethren who came from Macedonia supplied. And in everything, I kept myself from being burdensome to you. And so I will keep myself. So we see here the reference to the Philippians sending help for his need. And God provided it <clears throat> just when he needed it. Just when he needed it. And so he has learned patience in need and hunger. We need to learn that patience as well. When trials come, uh, again, if you can uh, say with Paul that you've had all the trials he's had, but yet you see he had the patience of faith, trusting in God. We need to have that patience and faith, trusting in him in the midst of the darkest of times as well as the brightest of times. We'll look at that in a moment. So notice again, in the greatest of times, when we're in abundance, when we have plenty, we have a problem there too, as Paul is saying. We must not have pride or trust in abundance. How easy it is when we have things are going well and when we have maybe lots of money, we have good health and all the other things that we look at as an abundance. We're not under persecution. We're not in, in a trial at that moment. We can forget God. How easy it is to forget God. As the scriptures have said, it isn't that it was impossible for a rich man to be saved, but it is very difficult for a rich man to be saved because they put their trust too often in the riches. And as we said this morning, they don't worship God, they worship mammon because the money is the, what they, is the center of their lives. But how is it with us? You don't have to have an abundance of, of a rich man, a millionaire, a multimillionaire. We have abundance in this country. Even in the midst of all of our trials right now, we have an abundance far greater than most of the world. Are we proud? And again, we can do it. We can do it and we forget God. That's what Paul was concerned about for himself and also to teach us. Because abundance also comes from God who gives, when he gives it truly, he gives it without burden. But it, can, it will be a burden. It will be something which kills you when it is that which you worship rather than that which is of the grace of God. So think about it, though, with Paul. He could boast about his pedigree. He was the best of the best when it came to the pedigree that counted in the circles he ran around in. He was in abundance beyond measure. Then he was called. And as we saw, as we see, if you look back at 2 Corinthians, where he lists out the trials, he was having a, a tough time. It Being an apostle wasn't an easy thing. And yet, 
Again, he had the patience when he was in need and hunger, but he also had the patience and the trust and the humility when he was in abundance. When things were going well, it was because it came from God, not because it came from anything he did. So we see Paul's contrast of plenty and hunger, of abundance and need. And we need to see that too. Paul says then in, <clears throat> in verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, how often has that been quoted out of context? Not in the context of the, of the book of Philippians, but just quoted. And what it's meaning, though, is people say, I can do all things, and they say, I can do anything. That's not what it says. Paul is speaking in the context of his call as an apostle. And in our calling, as God has called us, we too can do all things through God who strengthens you, who strengthens me. It isn't our strength. That's what Paul was saying. In his weakness, there is great strength. Because in his weakness, God's strength shows forth. Paul was not a superman. Some people think that. He was not a superman. He was a man like us. But we have a high priest who was a man like us, and yet without sin. We have a high priest who understands our infirmities without sin. We have a high priest who suffered the full wrath of God to pay our, our, the penalty we deserved. So, we too can do all that we are called to do through Christ who strengthens us. But we must look to Christ. So when we're doing things such as evangelism, when we're going out to the community, do we pray for God to be there? Or do we go out in our own strength, trusting in our ability to, to have great rhetoric? Or do we go out humbly, to asking God to work in the heart by his spirit, to work in the heart of the person that we're speaking to, that they, because they will not hear anything. They're dead in their sin. Nothing I say, nothing you say can ever change anybody. It's not my strength. It's not your strength. It's God's strength. So we can do all that we are called to do in Christ's strength. And think about this for a moment, though. When all of our pride is removed, when we are humble before God, when even when we are brought low and maybe in, in need and hunger, and we think, uh, uh, and, and we don't look for ourselves, it, because our strength is not in ourselves. It's not our humility. It's not our uh, patience. Those are all the gifts of God. It is always and ever our strength is in Christ. His word, his way, his spirit. The fruit of the spirit is not the fruit of, of man. It is the fruit of the spirit. And it is the spirit that gives it. We, like Paul, must see, see that we are undeserving servants. When all has been said, when all has been done, we must, as the scriptures say, give glory to God. 
when I have done all that I am uh, called to do, when I've done all my duty, I am still an undeserving servant. I haven't earned one, one jot or tittle, one iota, one of the most smallest of pieces to anything that I that will save me. It is all of God's strength. Brothers and sisters in Christ and friends, you are dead in your sin. You are alive now in Christ. Let's go forth in the strength of our great God and see what God accomplishes through us. Let us pray. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we come again before your glorious throne and thank you for the grace and mercy that you have shown to us. May we with Paul learn uh, to be content, to be uh, patient, uh, patient in need and hunger, trusting in you, that you will provide for our needs and that we will be humble before you when we are in abundance because all comes from you. There is nothing that we can say or praise ourselves about. May we go forth in your strength when we go out this week, that all that we seek to do, whether it be work or studies or witnessing or caring for others, whatever we do, may we do it seeking your glory first, seeking the best for the other person and not seeking anything for in ourselves. That our strength is in our weakness. Our strength is in you. So Lord, may your name be lifted up and praised. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at newcovopcssf.com. That's N-E-W-C-O-V-O-P-C-S-S-F.com. If you'd like to worship with us on Sunday, our service times are 10.30 a.m. and 5 o'clock p.m.